This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, November 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Climate Report sees rough times ahead for ag. U.S. steel tariffs continue to snarl WTO. And government asked to speed up E. coli investigation. Climate Report sees rough times ahead for agriculture. More extreme heat, drought, wildfires, and flooding are just some of the heaviest forecasts in the decades ahead from the congressionally mandated 2018 National Climate Assessment that the White House pushed out early amid the holiday week, just after Thanksgiving. Some regions of the U.S., like the northern Great Plains, might fare better under rising temperatures, but farmers and ranchers just about everywhere else will have to grapple with declining yields, rising disease, more pests, and lower production. That according to the report. Coming changes can be mitigated by technology and farmers' ability to adapt, but that will only go so far, according to a section of the report dedicated solely to farming and the rural economy. Despite all productivity efforts and advances, the report concludes any change in the climate poses a major challenge to agriculture through increased rates of crop failure, reduced livestock productivity, and altered rates of pressure from pests, weeds, and diseases. Rural communities where economies are more tightly interconnected with agriculture than other sectors are particularly vulnerable to the agriculture volatility related to climate. American farmers are proud to feed much of the world, and they are increasingly looking for new export opportunities, but global warming will have a major impact around the world. The United States is a major exporter of agriculture commodities, and a disruption in its agriculture production will affect the agricultural sector on the global scale. That, according to the report produced with the help of more than a dozen federal agencies, including the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Food security, which is already a challenge across the globe, is likely to become an even greater challenge as climate change impacts agriculture. U.S. steel tariffs continue to snarl WTO. The U.S. continues to defend the world trade tariffs that imposed on steel and aluminum imports, but countries around the globe are making headway in their efforts to fight them at the World Trade Organization, that according to officials in Geneva. The WTO has agreed to a new unified request by China, European Union, Canada, Mexico, Norway, and Russia to set up a dispute panel on the U.S. import taxes that have generated retaliatory tariffs on U.S. farmers and ranchers. U.S. representatives objected during the meeting held last week in Geneva, arguing against a single three-member panel to review and rule jointly on the six complaints. The WTO's dispute settlement body ruled in favor of the panel, saying all of the complaints were virtually identical. The U.S. wasn't just playing defense in Geneva, though. The DSB ruled in favor of U.S. requests to set up four dispute panels to rule on retaliatory tariffs imposed on the U.S. by Canada, China, Mexico, and the European Union. The WTO also agreed to yet another dispute panel request from the U.S. to take on Chinese tariffs that the country imposed to hit back after U.S. tariffs that were meant to punish China for intellectual property theft. Contaminated lettuce likely from California. Caesar salad lovers can rejoice. 
The heart of the romaine lettuce contamination has been narrowed down to California, meaning that the leafy greens harvested elsewhere are fit for salad bowls. That according to FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb in a series of tweets. Gottlieb announced the romaine implicated in the current outbreak is likely from California based on growing and harvesting patterns. The goal now is to withdraw the product that's at risk of being contaminated from the market and then restock the market. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued a nationwide alert last week telling consumers to throw away all their romaine lettuce, regardless of where it came from, because the source of the E. coli outbreak that sickened dozens of people in 11 states and Canada could not be pinpointed. Now that the government knows the contamination likely came from California, it needs to find a way to assure consumers that the lettuce they're buying is not at risk. Gottlieb says the FDA, together with farmers, is throwing together a labeling program. New romaine from different growing regions, including Florida and Arizona, will soon be harvested, he tweeted. We're working with growers and distributors on labeling produce for location and harvest date and possibly other ways of informing consumers that the product is post-purge. We want to help unaffected growers get back into production and enable stores and consumers to restock. Seeking a long-term fix, FDA has a plan. This may be a short-term fix, but Gottlieb said the FDA is working on turning it into a new long-term labeling standard. One goal we're seeking is to make this type of labeling the new standard rather than a short-term fix as a way to improve identification and traceability in the system. It's certain to be a major topic of discussion as the FDA hits the road today with the first of four public meetings on guidance for its draft of new produce safety rules. The meeting today on FDA standards for the growing, harvesting, packing, and holding of produce for human consumption, draft guidance for the industry, is in Portland, Oregon, with subsequent meetings in Anaheim, California, Albany, New York, and Atlanta, Georgia. U.S. Grains Target South Korea for Ethanol Push U.S. Grains Council members accompanied Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator Ken Isley to South Korea this month with a very specific goal, convincing Koreans that they need to start blending ethanol into gasoline. The Korean government has been studying the use of E3 regarding engine performance and fuel quality testing for several years, and the most recent evaluation is expected to be completed in 2019. That, according to Tim Tierney, USGC Regional Director for Strategy and Ethanol in North Asia. He said, our challenge is to bring awareness of benefits that ethanol has over the current standard. Here's today's They Tweeted It. You need to tell the large grocery chains it's okay to accept product again from their small local growers that are not connected at all to California. This ban on all romaine is penalizing small local growers that have no connection at all to the problem. That was the reaction to the FDA commissioner's announcement from a representative of the Lettuce Work Foundation, a nonprofit group that helps train young adults with autism on a commercial farming operation in New Albany, Ohio. Lettuce Work sells its produce to local schools, supermarkets, and restaurants. The group says revenue goes back into efforts to support the company's mission 
to build lifelong independence for autistic adults by improving their work and communication skills. Well, that is Daybreak for this Monday, November 26th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley. 